0: Tech tech home home or smart or smart Hello and welcome to the new episode of Residential Tech Talks. My name is Anthony Elio, Associate Editor at Residential Tech Today. Now today we're going to be featuring a great conversation that I had earlier this year for a cover feature with Joe Perry. You might know him as the guitar player from Aerosmith. I know personally I was so excited about this conversation. I've basically been an Aerosmith fan most of my life, and I actually got to see them about a decade ago. So to be able to talk to him about everything from audio technology, to their Vegas residency, to even his work with Hollywood vampires pretty recently, was very exciting for me. So without further ado, here is our exclusive interview with Joe Perry. Perfect. Thank you. How's it going today, Joe? I'm doing very well, man. I'm working from home today, which means a uh, lot more relaxed than usual. Pretty much. Well, that's, uh, one of the best times about oh yeah, like so many of these offices nowadays, you can just do totally remote, and it's like just the the wonder of modern tech. Yeah,
1: uh, that's. Uh, i, I hear a lot more about that. You know, people being able to work out of their house. You know. Uh, it's kind of, uh, oddly enough, it's kind of like what the, what the Las Vegas thing is, uh, you know, being actually able to drive five minutes to the gig, do your show, and then drive back, and you don't have to travel. You know, whenever I play in Boston, that's uh, the one time I get to like, sleep in my own bed that night after a show. And I always, you know, thought a great thing to do. You know, uh, after all the years of, of, uh, of traveling and all that, and so doing the Vegas thing, it really turned out to have to do the first uh, leg. Um, you know, doing the first uh, three weeks of it, and everybody said, you know, like you're gonna love it because you don't have to travel. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, um, you know. It, I don't know how this is gonna go, but sure enough, you know, after after doing it, uh, it was great. You know, I'm not having to to think about packing and, and you know <laughs> you know, moving up the bus or whatever or flying whatever it takes, um, to get to the next show. You know. Um, so that's funny. I think mean, you mentioned that, you know, working from home. It's like it's close as I'm gonna get unless, you know, I'm working on on an album, you know, and uh and, and we're working out, out of our own studios, you know, which was, uh, which is also kind of worth working at home.
0: Yeah, or um, unless you like ever throw, you know, a nice concert in the backyard, I guess that would be pretty, that'd be pretty work from home. Uh, yeah. If that ever comes up. Yeah. Now, I mean, and speaking, that's good. I mean, you know, I think the people, uh, uh,
1: you can, you can, you have to have a certain amount of business. I i, I found that to be really true. That's the foundation know, of my, my house. Um, you know, you have to still have that. That uh, okay. I'm shifting gears. I'm not at home. I'm. In, I'm, I'm I got to work. You know. So if you could, if you have that 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 discipline, then um, then it's a great thing. You know. I know some people have, have tried it. And, you know, they find that they're not as productive. You know, they, uh, uh, you know, kind of like they, they feel like they get a little lazy being at home. So, uh, they need that, that time in the car or to, 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 to get to the, to the gig or whatever to, uh, to, to get in that headspace. But I haven't had any problem with that, you know, uh, fortunately, you know, so I get that best of both sometimes.
0: Definitely. And, you know, kind of speaking of the residency, um, that was actually going to be my, part of my first question. I was really curious about kind of the audio and video tech that you guys ended up using for that.
1: Well, um, I can't speak so much to the, to the video, except it's probably the biggest the biggest, uh, uh, back screen that I've ever seen. And the, the quality is... is it's incredible. Um, so I don't know. All I know is the latest, uh, the latest, greatest video equipment. And I'm not sure how many cameras it is, but it's uh, it's a full-on uh, production that uh, we've never done anything like it before. And it's we wanted it to be up to the standards of like what the, what um, some of the other shows are in Vegas. So we. Uh, you know, we wanted to put the best stuff up we could. But as far as the audio goes, we're. Uh, it's actually the sound system is licensed by THX. It's got that that uh, logo up on the screen before we go on. It's got the audiences listening. You know, and that that uh, that that huge ascending uh, orchestra sound thing there that they do. It goes from the from way up top all the way down to the, to the to the bottom. And uh, it shakes the place, and uh, so that's that's the uh, so it's been licensed by THX, so it's it's definitely got that uh, that that quality of sound. And the average concert, um, like say in, in an arena or uh, uh, a small festival, is usually like fifty speakers, you know, twenty five or thirty to a side, and this show. It's a five thousand seat arena, and there are three hundred and twenty speakers all around. There's complete, uh, three hundred and sixty surround sound. So when you're in the audience, you feel like you're, you're literally sitting on the stage with the band. Um, so that's that's one thing that we're you know we're really aware of. adjusting adjusting how we play a little bit for that uh as far as the sound goes but that's definitely something that um that uh, uh you know we've had a lot of a lot of comments about some people of the show about how uh how it, the, the sound is uh never heard sound like that you know and uh there's one part of the show where i have to go up because i don't use the you can know, plug things, you know, their the the monitors and uh uh there's one part of the show where i c I'm kind of along wasting the drums and the, the sound is like almost a full second delay So when when Joey hits the drum, it's a, almost a full second before I hear it. So it's impossible for me to to play to that. Um so I had to actually use one of those one of those uh Earplugs, and uh, you know, I, I don't know how guys can do it, but I, I I'm, I'm just old school. You know, I love I love hearing the sound of the band uh, and the, the amps, you know, real thing, and not hearing hearing you know, like in my in my ears, you know, with those earplugs. But the main thing is, I can hear the audience, and I can hear people shouting, and I can hear. Uh, and watch people's reaction to things. So um, I think that's the biggest thing I, I, uh, I would miss about having to use those ear, ear monitors, you know? yeah. As a little side thing there. It's a little bit technical, but, um, but uh, if you're a singer, I think it's probably one like of the best thing that's ever come along because you can really find the pitch and all that. But um, for, for me, I, I want to hear the band you know, I want to hear it and I want to make the audience, so anyway, so we sorted that out. And other than that, the, the, the production and the technical end of it is really amazing. I mean, when I look around from certain parts of the venue, and I see, like, you know, when you see in the back, you see, like, uh like say, where they mix the sound. There's like be a, a bunch of guys up there with the board, and there's be lights on, and you can see they're up there working, they're doing something. Or where the lights are, you know, the guys that are running the lights. There's like a little circle of light. There's like usually three or four guys up there working on the lights. And there's probably five and six of those little areas in the arena, even in this small arena, to to run everything between all the uh, all the um, the moving trusses and all the different lights and how it's all put together with the, uh, 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 with the computers and everything. You know, the band is still the band. You know, we're playing live and like we always do, it's like you just took the band out of, out of any, any arena and just stuck us on the stage. But all the, all the production that's going on around us is, is stuff we, we've never done before. And so it's, uh, Fun.
0: definitely and you know something i was really curious about is you know with all your experience with audio tech when you're really looking for you know your personal audio tech whether it's for performing or listening um what's your number one priority um
1: you mean as far as equipment goes or as far as like some, finding somebody to, to what do you mean audio tech
0: for, for any kind of yes yeah, sound equipment um any of your guitar tech? What is generally your number one priority?
1: Um, well, I think that... Are you talking about a person or a person? Oh, in, ter-
0: in terms of uh, equipment. Um, well, it's pretty much... I want to hear things
1: as natural as I can be, you know? Um, um, and as or organic as it can be. Um, like, take a guitar, for instance. Um, I think that... Uh, a big part of electric, the sound of electric guitar as we know it and what it's evolved to. The amplifier and the speakers are a big part of it. And um, I know there's a trend towards going towards like digital model, you know, when you can uh, you can adjust the, the controls digitally so it, it can sound just like you're playing in a in a... Uh, a concert hall it can sound just like you're playing in a small club or you can get just like a marshal, just like a Fender and um, first of all we already have Fenders we already have marshals and they sound great so I, I can see the need for something like that for the, the uh, uh, um, for the versatility and you know I, I, I use everything in the studio I, there's no there's no wrong way to do it. There's no bad, and there's just different ways. And, but I tend to lead towards, um the, the most organic and natural way things sound. So, um, when I'm in the studio, I very rarely use anything that, that plugs directly into the board unless it's, I'm going to a certain effect. But for a straight up, uh, like guitar sounds, I, I use like you know, amplifiers and Wires and that's it, you know. So that's kind of uh, and, and spreading out from there. Um, I'd say, for instance, the, uh, the keyboard player uh, Buck Johnson plays with, with Aerosmith and with the Vampires. Um, you know, he has a big, big Hammond organ. Uh, one of the new ones. You know, it's, a, it's, uh, it's it's basically a digital, you know, sampler kind of thing. And I I said, man, you've got you to get the real thing. So I went out and I found uh, 1968 Diamond uh, B3, uh, one of the old, the old workhorses that we all used to hate because they have to lug them around, but where nothing else sounds like them. So I bought one of those and I said, every chance you get, you can use this instead of the, uh, um, the, uh, the new one. You know, I, I don't know if I could really hear a difference, but I know that he plays it. With more, uh, with more energy because of the way it feels. You know, the way the keys feel, the way that they respond to, the, to, the, uh, uh, to, to how he's playing. Uh, when he gets to him walking, there's a vibe to it. And I think it's not just the sound, I think it's the way um, it feels that he's playing. So, um, you know, we go for that every time.
0: Yeah, and... You know, something that's really grown in the past few years is kind of the smart home. You know, everything is kind of connected within the home, especially, you know, through hubs like uh, Alexa. you got smart speakers like that. Do you generally get into that kind of tech?
1: No. Um, not, no. We don't have, I mean, we have like a, a Questron thing to the, uh, to the uh, TV, but other than that, um, Kind of like light switches. You know, so I, I can see, I mean, it, it's fun, you know. Sometimes I'll stay in a hotel room that has some of that stuff, and, uh, you know, it's, or I'll be at somebody's house and see how you know, it's, they can program this and program the lights to happen and stuff. But, you know, um, I don't know. I'm always looking, you know, what's going to happen when this uh, the,
0: the computer crashes are kind of stuck, you know. <laughs> Definitely. And, you know, uh, I know you'd mentioned earlier. Um, did you say that you had a home studio as well?
1: Yeah, well, yeah. I have a studio in the basement. I mean, most, almost. I mean, most everybody I know now has, you know, uh, has some kind of some kind of studio um, because uh, you know the, the pretty much standard way of recording now is is with the computer. So um, it depends on how. You know your your, your what your uh, um what your standards are or what your taste is. I mean, some some of the best music that's that's you know people charge and people love it been recorded on on uh, you know really really like um, uh, kind of low tech equipment. I mean. Uh, uh, that Alanis more set record for instance, came out and sold 25 million in about four months. It was recorded on, uh, on a couple of ADATs, uh, which was like an eight track digital recorder. Um, and, you know, it's kind of, it, it was one of those, uh, pieces of equipment that kind of had it had its day, but people kind of moved on. There were other ways to do that kind of thing more efficiently. And, uh, um, so it's, it's more about, you know, what your, uh, what your taste is and how it's all in your ears and how you, how you listen to it and how it, it responds and if it, if it works. I mean, let's face it. Most people listen to music in, with, with earbuds that, uh, that come with the, with the equipment that they have or, uh, or like in their, their cars and, uh, the car stereos are, pr- are pretty amazing now compared to what they used to be. Um, and it's, it's pretty, it's pretty easy. to get a really good sounding, uh, stereo system to the office, but I think most people listen to it, listen to music when they're traveling or when they're, uh, like in their car or whatever, and, uh, you know, or the party or, you know, it's still more or less background music. I remember when we get the new D. Purple record, you know, you pick up the plastic, set it down, you know, you know, letting musicians back then would all sit down and analyze the record. But most people would just, it was kind of background music, you know, and maybe the the hit would come on and people would get up and dance to it or whatever, but that was it. So it's really like, uh, you you know, you, you have to think about what people are, how people are listening to your music, and if you're really spending too much time worrying about your technology and not spending enough time on writing a song. So, uh, I think that's that's kind of the danger. There's so many different ways you can go now with the tech- technology and, and uh, the way you record and not spending enough time actually, like, you know, uh, crafting a really good song. You well, know, um, and so that's, so, uh, yeah, I have a studio in the basement and I have a uh, an old Uh, board, uh It's a uh, broadcast quality from 1970. And, uh, but then, of course, we using the computer. I have I have a tape machine, but I, with the computer, you can take the take the uh, take the, take the drive out, bring it to another studio, or plug it in, and work on the same session. It's so much the, the convenience of it just outweighs the. Uh, the benefit of the sound, but I think I can I can tell the difference between something that's been recorded on tape and something that's been recorded on, on digital. Um, I think I, I've never actually done, done a real hard thing with that, but, um, but there's definitely a, a feel to, to music that's been recorded to uh, recorded on tape, and uh, but it's just so. Um, it's not not as convenient. You can move so much faster, and, and your creativity can explode in a way with, with computing. It, it just takes so long to, to get to with the uh, with digital. I mean, with uh, the tape and analog. Um, I think the whole industry has really shifted over. You know, yeah. I'm glad to see that there's been a trend on uh, with vinyl. You know, I, I definitely think you can hear the difference with vinyl.
0: Well, we hope you've been enjoying today's episode of Residential Tech Talks. We thought we'd take a brief break here and acknowledge today's sponsor, which is Sonos. Listen your way. Sonos is known for their incredibly innovative audio technology, such as their newest speaker, The Move. Make sure to check them out at Sonos.com. You know, kind of kind of segueing from that, um, I know that there's a new Hollywood Vampires album coming out here. Um, at the end of June, kind of late June. Um, how does it differ from your guys' debut record?
1: Well, the first record was the inspiration for it was um, the, uh, the Hollywood vampires drinking club, and the fact that Alice Cooper is probably the only only member of that that small group um, is still alive. And uh, and I just and then Johnny were talking about it. uh, I guess they uh, had—I'm not exactly sure—who had the idea, but the point is, they wanted to do a record that was a kind of an homage to to all the people that died, and uh, the music that they left behind was so great. So that was really the 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 main thing about that record was to was to cover. Cover those songs. It, uh, those people are still living with us through those, through that music. So um, it was uh, it was great to, uh, to to be part of that. But I think that when the band kind of loaded, actually started playing, um, and again, it was the fun of it because we all liked each other's, you know, work and got along great and everything. Uh, we realized that. There was more to the band, and these the personalities that were in the band. There was more to it than than just covering songs. So we we felt like uh, the next years, when we get that we had the time, go in and and start writing some songs, and maybe come up with an album. And sure enough, the ball got rolling last year, and uh, over the course of a couple months, uh, we fleshed out an album. It's it's, um, except for two songs. They're uh, all original, mm-hmm. so uh, then we're going to get out and try them all. Last year we played six, probably five or six of the songs live. Um, and this this short tour of six or seven dates, we're going to play probably uh, uh, you know 60 percent of the of the, uh, of the album, seventy percent. I'm not sure. if I have to count, but uh, oh, I am I'm going to set
0: this right here. Oh, cool. I got, um,
1: one, two, three, four, five, um, uh, six, seven, eight. There's eight songs on here. Oh, nice. So, um. Uh, And then you know we've got a couple on here that are that are just still from like from the last record that we really got a kick out of playing live, Um, and uh, really had a lot of fun playing. And uh, you know there's there's a couple Alice Cooper songs on here. People being that. It might be an Aerosmith Smith song on there. I'm not sure yet. I don't know. I'd rather play something new from, from, the, from the new uh, Vampires record, frankly. But I don't know, we
0: might throw something in there. Totally. Uh, once we get into the rehearsal, we you know
1: for sure. But um, you know, this is the set list, and it's, um, it's pretty. Playing all, I think, some of the best stuff off the new
0: record. Definitely. And You know, I'm hoping to see you guys. I know you guys are coming to Denver on that tour, so I'm hoping to see you guys that night uh, as well. I'm really excited to check it out. And, you know, just kind of wrapping up here, uh, one question I really was curious about is, you know, you spent all these decades, you know, playing and recording music, seeing the music industry change. You know, technology-wise, what do you think has been the biggest change overall in terms of sound equipment, audio equipment, and how that's all been working.
1: Well, again, I think uh, it's easier to get a higher quality sound reproduction. I think the people are, are used to hearing uh, like a lot more hi-fi. You know, if you get in, say you get a car, I have a 1970 um, 442, just a, you know, just regular, like, you know, it's got new tires on it. It's, it's it's got the stereo in it that it came with, and it's like it's it's mono, and it's got a little eight inch speaker in in the dashboard. And if you can get anything on the radio, it sounds pretty bad. You know, I mean it's staticky, and and uh, you know, but that's what we used to listen to music on back back then. And uh, and now, I mean, I don't think you can get it in any car here half pieces of music, you know, I mean, and, and of course, if you, you know, get, get one with a, a little bit better stereo, I mean, it kicks ass, you know, and of course, you can always add to that. Uh, people have always done that, but um, generally speaking, I think that people are used to hearing a really good sound in, in, in their car and uh, uh, in the, the earbuds. Again, it, it, it exists. Years ago, but uh, you know, the, the music sounds pretty full range, so I think that's probably one of the, the best things that come along. It doesn't cost that much to, to get a really good home stereo, you know. Uh, it, it, sounds, it sounds better than half decent, you know. You can hear everything, if you can hear the you can hear the car, and so I think that's probably good work for I think it's changed. And, uh, uh, so I think that, that we've lost a little bit in, uh, like I said, with, uh, going to digital recording and also, uh, but I don't think people miss it. You know, never, never hearing, like, uh, uh totally everything's still recorded analog. People, people aren't kind of miss it. They're hearing the bass. They're hearing the things they want to hear. They're hearing the vocals. So, uh, uh, they'll take the, the little cut of uh, quality differences. You know? But I, I, like I said, I definitely noticed a difference when I listen to a, to a, uh, uh a, a vinyl, you know, a vinyl recording. This um, nice big chunk of plastic. It the sound like, especially for rock and roll. Um, in a way that digital you know, just can't, you know. I think there'll be, I'm sure there's, there's people now and, uh, and, I about it. and you know what if I had to sit down and really do like a blindfold test you know I might I get might fooled but I think that there uh, they definitely is uh, a feeling that you get from from stuff that's recorded uh, analog. so I don't know I think that's probably that's that's one thing that's uh, it's changed and, I, and again the other thing is the uh like say this this, this podcast record, I don't think we could have done it with as much, uh, and, and had it be, you know, get, had have, have it done as fast as as it did if we were recording analog, because we would have had to be shipping tape back and forth. Uh, uh it, would, it would have taken a lot longer, let's put it that way, you know, um, uh, and, you the good guys, sometimes uh, you can't get everybody in the studio at once. You know, that's uh, that's a really big job. Uh, you know, that's a handicap if you're recording directly to, to tape. You know, you, you, you can't get the guys in the studio. You can't record. Them. But if you can like send the tape somewhere, um, you can you can record, uh, or you can just send a hard drive. Then. And you know, you've got I, probably a third of all the recording I've done uh, in the last few years has been, you know, that kind of recording. Somebody sending me a hard drive, or you know, going into a studio and and uh, and having a hard uh, drive there, you know, I'll lay a lay guitar, down, uh, or vocals, you know, in another studio, and it, it, you don't have to. Get a get a 24 track machine, uh, you know, set the bias up and all that. And, and uh, again, it could be done, but the convenience of it it really outweighs the uh, the sound that you, you get. So I think that that's that's the biggest that's the biggest change for good or for worse.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it, it kind of makes it so you don't even have to be in the same room to like record. So many, so many different parts, as opposed to, you know, t- uh, 30, 40 years ago.
1: You get time for, for a good story?
0: Oh, do, do I have time?
1: You have time for a good story.
0: Oh, always.
1: Okay, I was working on a um, song. Johnny asked me to play some guitar on a, on a movie that he was working on. Um, uh, last, I don't know, six or eight months ago. And I was over here and working in his studio with with him and his uh, and the director, and you know, just putting a couple of guitar tracks on some of the on some of the music, and uh, and uh, we we were done. I, you know, I was off and on for a couple of weeks. I, I just threw a few guitar tracks on it, and um, and I said bye, and everybody went their ways. And I had been out here in California for a while, and I wanted to get back to. To see my wife in in Florida and in, uh, where we live, and uh, so I flew back, I got off the plane, and landed in Tampa, and uh, and I'm driving driving to my house. And ten minutes before I get to the house, my phone rings, my cell phone rings, and it's the director of the movie, and he's in London, and he said, "Joe, can you record?" That? Uh, a guitar track for me. it didn't it didn't transfer and so we lost it. So can you can you record it? And I said, Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, I don't know where there's a studio here Um uh, I live in a, in a you know kind of a small town in Florida and uh, and I, I didn't know of a, of a studio I could go in. I said I'll, I'll look around and see if I can find a studio. And he said, No, I mean right now. And I said hey, man, I just, uh, I just got off the plane. You know, I, I haven't even gone home yet. And he said, just give me five minutes. So five minutes later, he called me back, and he said, I found you a studio, and the guys will be there in 20 minutes. And I said, you got to be kidding. He said, no, I'll, I'll, I'll call you there in the studio. And he gave me the address. So I went home. Obviously, I kissed my wife, I kissed Billy, dropped out my luggage, turned around, and went to the studio, and uh, he was in London, and he sent the tracks over to the, uh, to the computer, you know, here in, in, in Florida, and I recorded the guitar tracks. He was on the phone, listened to it. He could have been in the other room for all intents and purposes, and uh, so I, I redid the tracks. And uh, took about an hour or two once we got the technical end of the gun, and then I went home. So uh, that was probably the, the quickest um, example of, of uh, how you can use the new new technology. You know, what I mean, if I hadn't have picked up my cell phone, he wouldn't have got to me, and he probably would have got me the next day or whatever. But you, know, you really needed, he was in the studio at that point. He needed it soon. So anyway. So that's, that that happened, I don't know,
0: six months ago. <laughs> yeah, that, it kind of goes back to that uh, like remote office we were talking about too. That that's crazy how you can put that together, and that probably only took just a couple of hours. You said.
1: Yeah, from the time I, from the time he called me, the first phone call, you know, as I was driving home to the uh to the time I got, I was actually in the studio with my guitar. It was probably forty-five minutes. Cause he, he found the studio, called it up. It was a small small commercial studio. The guys were local, and they came in, and, and uh, this was like 8 o'clock at night, or 9 o'clock at night. And uh, we was lucky enough to track them down. And they they met us at the studio, and were nice enough to open it up. And, uh, and like I said, within about 45 minutes or an hour, I had the guitar in my hand, and it took us about an hour and a half or two.
0: To finish up, uh, you know, putting the tracks in. Definitely. Oh man, Th- thank you for telling me <laughs> that story too. That's—I feel like it's going to be like a perfect fit for this piece too. That's kind of a perfect bookend.
1: Well, I don't know if
0: you could music but since you're you're a techie. I think you'd appreciate that. Um, as a, a techie and a musician, I I, uh, <laughs> I definitely appreciate that these days. Yeah.
1: Thanks for the interview.
0: Yeah, dude, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me and um hopefully I'll see you here in a couple of weeks uh or so to um up on stage here at the Fillmore. Right on. We'll have a great have a great rest of the day and I'll make sure to send over some copies once it's all done. Okay, man. We'll see you then. Right on. Have a good one, Joe. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Residential Tech Talks. I hope you enjoyed listening to me speak with Joe Perry as much as I enjoyed actually having this discussion with him. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, whatever platform you use. And check us out on our official website, ResTechToday.com.